please turn with me this evening to Genesis chapter 7. Genesis chapter 7. The Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark, for thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. Of every clean beast thou shalt take to thee by sevens, the male and his female, and of beasts that are not clean by two, the male and his female. Of fowls also of the air by sevens, the male and the female, to keep seed alive upon the face of all the earth. For yet seven days, and I will cause it to rain upon the earth forty days and forty nights. And every living substance that I have made will I destroy from off the face of the earth. And Noah did according unto all that the Lord commanded him. And Noah was six hundred years old when the flood of waters was upon the earth. And Noah went in, and his sons, and his wife, and his sons' wives with him into the ark because of the waters of the flood of clean beasts and of beasts that are not clean, and of fowls and of everything that creepeth upon the earth. There went in two and two unto Noah into the ark, the male and the female, as God had commanded Noah. And it came to pass after seven days that the waters of the flood were upon the earth. And we shall leave it there. Well, we're looking, friends, this evening at uh, this chapter, uh, chapter 7. And my subject is uh, safety in the ark. We've looked at uh, the causes of the flood uh, previously. And then last week we looked at the instructions that the Lord gave to Noah uh, to go how to go about building uh, that ark and preparing it for the flood that was to come. And tonight, while well, we're looking at this chapter, which tells us about the actual coming uh, of the flood. And so verse 1 the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark, for thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. The time has finally come for Noah to enter into the ark. How long has it taken uh, for him and his sons to build the ark? 120 years? Well, maybe it's not as long as that. Some people uh, think uh, that uh, the command actually to build build the ark came because came uh, forty or fifty years into that hundred and twenty years, because uh, by that time his sons would have been old enough to help in the building work. So perhaps uh, they are right in saying that we cannot say uh, for certain. How long did it take to build the ark once it got started? Once again, this is pure conjecture. On our part, we don't really know, it doesn't say, but perhaps it was a lot sooner. Probably it wasn't 50 or, or 60 years uh, or 70 years that it, it took. Perhaps it would have been done in a shorter period of time. I would think so, even though it was such a big uh, structure. But it would have been sitting there, completed. And again, this is just conjecture on my part, but sitting there, uh, completed this huge vessel uh, on, on the land, and no water is yet, no rain is yet, and yet there may have been uh, a, a, a number of years before we actually the rain uh, came. So it may have been sitting there for a long time. 
And again, it would have meant Noah had to wait and wait for that final day. Well, it would be an object, isn't it, of ridicule. People would have ridiculed him. Look what you've builded. Look what. Look at this. What's this ark for? There's no rain. There's no. There's no flood coming, and they may have used it against him uh, as he waited for uh, for that time to come. Well, here in verse one we read, the Lord said, "Come, come thou and all thy house into the ark. It's time for him to go in very soon." Other versions uh, have uh, go into the ark. Or some of them have enter into the ark. And according to the Hebrew, that would also be a correct translation. But come is so much better, isn't it? Come thou into the ark and thy family. That's a gospel word, isn't it? That's a word of invitation. That's such a kind word. Uh, uh, an invitation uh, from God. Old Testament and New Testament, again and again, we hear this word from the Lord, from high. Come thou and thy family into the ark and you uh, will be saved a place come to this place of safety come to this place of refuge and of course remember that the ark is represents uh, christ it's a symbol of christ and it's the lord god calling us to find our safety and our refuge in christ let me just give you some scriptures isaiah 55 verse 1 Ho, every one that thirsteth, come ye to the waters, and he that hath no money, come ye, buy and eat. Yea, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. And then a bit further on, incline your ear, come unto me. How many times the Lord said, come. We're so familiar, Matthew eleven twenty-eight. Come unto me, the words of the Lord Jesus. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. The parable of the wedding feast, do you remember that? When the, the servants were sent out uh, to call the invited guests, what did they say? All things are now ready. All things are ready. Come unto the marriage uh, feast. And then again, on that day of judgment, which we read of in Matthew 25, verse 31, to those who are believers, to those who have trusted in Christ alone, for salvation, those on his right hand, the king shall say to them, Christ shall say to them, Come, ye blessed of my Father, enter into the, the kingdom uh, prepared for you from the foundation of the world. What a wonderful uh, uh, word uh, this is, uh, come. But here, uh, Noah is no noted once again by the Lord for his righteousness. For thee have I seen righteous before me. The Lord looked uh, on the world at that time and of all the people in the world only Noah was righteous in God's uh, sight. Now, of course we've said it before and we just say it again just to be on the safe side uh, Noah wasn't a believer in the Lord because uh, Noah didn't earn rather his salvation uh, by, his, by living a good life and by his works but his works were a testimony to the faith that he had. His works showed that he was righteous. He had faith in that promised Redeemer who was to come. He believed in him, but then his life subsequent to that was a righteous life. And that's what is brought out here in this first verse. Noah is being contrasted, 
the generation of his time. Noah alone is righteous, everybody else is wicked. And so you can see, in a sense, Noah is going to be, you could say, rewarded by kept, being kept safe, uh, and those who have rejected the message, those who have uh, uh, continued to live in sin, but they can be judged, they can be punished. Their works are, are wicked works, so they can be punished. It's, you can see an element of God's justice, God's fairness, and that's what the Bible teaches, that we will be judged according to our works. And the same you see uh, also in the New Testament, isn't it? On the final day, on the day uh, of judgment, uh, we will also be judged according to our works. Yes, we're saved by faith in, in Christ, but that must, a, a, tr a person who is truly saved, you see in the works that follow, the way that they live their life uh, after their, their salvation, that they truly are believers. So on that day of judgment, again, the right hand uh, and on the left, uh, the right hand are the believers, on the left hand are those who are unbelievers. What happens? How are they judged? According to their works. And uh, that's a, a principle uh, also taught in the Bible. Uh, verse uh, 2 and 3, we read about these uh, beasts of every clean beast uh, thou shalt take to thee by sevens the male and his female, and of beasts that are not clean, by two, uh, the male and the female. And the first thing to say here is, Noah is already aware of the distinction that there is between clean and unclean. We don't really hear about it in detail until we come to Exodus, and we come to uh, Moses giving the Levitical law. Uh, there it is uh, written down, there it is put for us in writing, clearly, these are clean animals, these are unclean. But it's obviously something that he knew. It wasn't something that was new to him. It was something he, we see it here. No one knew about it. And uh, it most likely had been by revelation that it had been given uh, to, uh, to Adam and to others. And it's uh, now uh, here specified that uh, Noah is to take of the clean beasts and uh, also of the unclean. But, uh, so he, he was aware uh, of these things, and no doubt uh, it wasn't something that was just brought in a lot later on. But why, we would ask, why does it say here that Noah had to take of the clean beast by sevens? Didn't we say before in, in chapter 6 and verse 19 that it was by pairs? Isn't that a contradiction in the scripture? Well, no, it isn't really. And as uh, John Calvin uh, points out in chapter 6 and verse uh, 19, where it talks about the pairs, the emphasis is on male and female. The emphasis, the focus is on the pairs must come into the ark because in the new world, uh, these pairs are going to repopulate the, wo the world, the animal kingdom through them. So the focus there is... Uh, on, on the pairs. But here, in chapter 7, well, the focus is on the actual numbers. And that's, this is the actual numbers which are to be brought in to the ark. So for every clean beast, uh, they were to, uh, thou shalt take to thee by sevens. That is, most likely three pairs of male and female, and one uh, additional one, 
for sacrifice and of the unclean animals a pair of each, just one pair, a three, a three to one ratio. Why? Why so many clean? Well, obviously because for food, isn't it? For food and for sacrifice, they're going to need more of the clean than the unclean. So uh, verse uh, 4, we move down to, and the final countdown uh, begins. Seven days, that's all. For yet seven days, and I will cause it to rain upon the earth forty days and forty nights. In seven days' time, just seven days' time, the rain is to come. Just one week, just one single week. Such a short period of time. One week for Noah to get everything ready and prepared to stock up the ark. One short and final period left for people to repent and to turn to the Lord and to believe the message that has been spoken to them year after year. Just one week left and then the opportunity will be no more. One more week we could say as well uh, for Noah uh, to be vindicated. So many years he has been uh, preaching to them and warning them, this is what's going to happen. God is going to send a flood. You must come into the ark. And they labeled him an, an eccentric. You're out of your mind. You're out of your, your, your rocker. You're off your rocker, uh, Noah. Look at, all the, look at all the time you're just wasting, all that energy that you're wasting, all the resources you're wasting uh, on building the ark. Why don't you get a proper job, Noah? And they, they, they mocked him uh, in uh, this way. And he had to bear with all uh, these things. Well, in just seven days' time, they will realize that uh, who the fools are, that uh, Noah was wise after all to listen to God and obey God. And they will turn out to be the foolish ones. And it will be too late, too late once again uh, for them. Well, seven days' time, Noah, you, uh, you are to go in uh, to the ark. How did he feel? How did Noah feel about uh, such, upon receiving uh, such uh, news? Well, soon he will have to say, this means goodbye to his familiar home, goodbye to his familiar surroundings. He will have to say goodbye to all his earthly possessions. He will have to leave them uh, behind. But he's ready to do that. Is ready to leave. He must also, I'm sure, uh, as a preacher of righteousness and a good, a good man, he fell for those people who, would, who didn't listen to him. He wasn't uh, good for you. I'm glad this, this happened to you. Glad that judgment has come. He felt pity even for those who had rejected the message. So long, so many years he had tried to reach them and now they would be drowned in the deep waters. And that uh, must have uh, played on his mind as well. And perhaps, friends, uh, there was also some anxiety in his mind about the future. What's going to happen after the flood dissipates? What would life be life like then? Uh, what's going to happen uh, after uh, in, in the new world? But there's no hesitancy on his part. There's no uh, holding back. He, we read here in verse 5, that he, Noah, did according unto all that the Lord commanded him. He trusted the Lord and he obeyed the Lord uh, and just went ahead and did step by step what the Lord told him uh, to do. 
And we see this in the following uh, verses, from verses 5 to 9, Noah putting into action what the Lord had told him, executing the commands, using those seven days uh, to get things ready, going in and out of the ark. Well, in verse 9, we read about the animals again. Uh, they went in two and two unto the ark, the male and the female, as God had commanded Noah. Perhaps, again, it was uh, over the week that they started to come, those animals, rather than on the very last day, uh, or, or just before the, the flood came. Perhaps over the, the week, the, the animals began to make their way uh, unto Noah, brought miraculously, of course, out of their dens, out of their nests, from the field, from the forest, uh, from the sky, uh, those pairs would be coming, uh, making their way. Their own instincts uh, overruled to a certain degree by the Lord and brought uh, uh, to Noah wild animals, tame animals, uh, the wolf and the lamb for, for, for a period of time now lying down side by side uh, with each other. Amazing, isn't it? It's a miracle, isn't it? It's a miracle to see uh, that uh, all these animals making their way uh, to the ark. That also should have been a testimony uh, to the, 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 those who are watching, to Noah's uh, neighbors. Must have been such a, such a sight to see these birds acting out of character, as it were, uh, or the, the animals acting out of character, even the, 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 uh, the, the fierce ones uh, coming alongside uh, those who were uh, tame, those who were usually uh, they would jump upon, that didn't happen anymore. All a, a miracle and a testimony to the unbelieving. Yet even this, even this unnatu unnatural occurrence didn't affect them, didn't bring them to think, what's this happening? And didn't lead them to repentance. When Matthew Henry talks, uh, says something about this verse, and he talks about the animals, the, 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 the wild and the fierce, uh, living alongside the tame ones while they were in the ark. He, he gives a comment along these lines, and I just paraphrase. He says, there are some who, who come into the church, and uh, they're affected by the message, and they're affected maybe especially by the moral teachings of, of the church, and they adopt those moral teachings, but their nature remains unchanged. They have no uh, conversion experience. And later on, maybe when they leave the church, or when on the day of judgment, it, is, it will appear uh, that their true nature will come out. Their true colors will be shown once again. So he uses this, this picture uh, in, the, in a very interesting uh, way. Uh, and then we move on. Excuse me. We move on uh, to verses uh, 10 uh, to uh, 16. And here we see the actual day that the flood uh, came. And uh, notice, friends, how very precise the wording is in verse 11. In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, the 17th day of the month, the same day were all the fountains of the great deep broken up, and the windows of heaven were opened. It's like reading a history book, isn't it? It's like, that's what you would read uh, in your 
your, your local history textbook. And we could say like it's on the 11th day of the 11th month in the year 1918. Uh, that was the day the armistice was signed uh, between the Allies and Germany, as I'm sure uh, you all know. Yeah, it's history, isn't it? And that's something uh, similar here. Uh, in, in the 600th year of Noah's life, that's 1656, in the year of the world, uh, in the second month, the, 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 month, the year used to begin, September, October, so this is the second month, October, November, and the 17th day of the month. Very precise uh, information uh, is given to us. The flood, friends, is no story. It's not a children's story made up to entertain uh, people, the children. No, friends, it's a real historical event. How do we know? How can we be so sure? Well, apart from this, the Lord Jesus spoke about it as uh, a real event. And he spoke about the flood. He spoke about Noah as a real person. And even the Apostle Peter, in his letters, refers to Noah and the flood as real historical events. So on this particular day, these uh, torrents of water burst open, upon, uh, uh, burst open from below uh, the earth's surface and poured down, as we read, from above. The foundations of the great deep were broken up. That is the subterranean waters, the reservoirs of waters that are, are below the surface of the earth, uh, below the earth's crust. They broke up and uh, torrents of water, fountains of water uh, came out uh, from uh, those, uh, from beneath the earth's uh, crust. Um, tremendous amounts uh, uh, came out and we, we're familiar, I'm sure, that uh, or often think that just in the earth, in the core of the earth, there are molten lava, the heat is very strong, and that's true. But according to geologists, there's also tons and tons of water uh, in the earth's crust. From the core uh, right to the very crust, they say, of the earth's mantle, uh, there's enough water to fill the ocean 10 to 30 times, they say. That's, uh, that's a lot, isn't it? So we, cannot, we, can, uh, we don't have to be surprised when we read something like this, that the foundations, uh, the fountains of the earth were broken up and such a, a huge lot of water uh, came out. And then also, not only from beneath, but also from above, the windows of heaven were opened and torrents of rain uh, came down from above. Verse 12, and the rain was upon the earth 40 days and 40 nights, unrelenting, teeming, and overpowering, uh, it came down. And then on, in verse uh, 13, in the very day that Noah and his family and all the animals went into the ark, that day the rain began uh, to fall. And so um, we, uh, we move on uh, to verse 16. And they that went in, went in male and female of all flesh, as God had commanded him, and the Lord shut him uh, in. Well, I don't know the technical details why the Lord had to shut him in, why the Lord had to close that door. Was it a very huge door that uh, Noah uh, couldn't manage? Or was it very difficult uh, to seal? Was it 
difficult to make airtight and watertight. I don't know. But uh, what we do know is there is a spiritual uh, thought uh, behind uh, these words, that the Lord shut him in. The Lord shut him in signifies to us that the, it was the Lord who was going to keep them safe. Even though they had done everything that they could, they had applied the bitumen and the pitch to the inside and the outside of the vessel, yet it was the Lord who was going to keep them safe. Ultimately, it was the Lord who was going to watch over them and to keep these flood waters from overpowering them and would bring them safely to that new land. And friends, this is uh, uh, the doctrine of the perseverance of the saints, that they who are uh, truly in Christ, uh, of which this ark is a symbol, well, will be, are eternally secure. They can never lose their salvation. Once they are in Christ, they are always uh, in Christ. And uh, they will be kept through thick and thin, through the storms of life, and they will be brought safely to the new world, brought safely uh, to heaven. The Lord uh, will do that uh, for us. Yes, we do everything that we can uh, to, to preserve. We, we keep up our devotions. We pray. We seek the Lord. We, uh, we come to church. We attend the Lord's house. We keep ourselves from sin. We seek to advance in holiness. But ultimately, at the end of the day, it's the Lord who is keeping us and will bring us by his grace and power uh, to, uh, to glory. But the door was shut, kept no one his family safe, but also the other side uh, kept out the people. The people could no longer um, make their way in. Perhaps they tried, perhaps some tried, and they saw when the rain came, and oh, this is, this is true, perhaps they tried uh, to bang on the doors and to say, Noah, Noah, let us in. But it was too late. He couldn't do that. Uh, he couldn't open uh, the door. And again, this is a picture, isn't it? Friends, uh, spoken even by our Lord on more than one occasion uh, about uh, doors uh, being, being closed. In Matthew 25, he told the parable of the ten virgins. Yeah, you know it, I'm sure, very well. Five virgins hadn't brought enough oil. And they went, while they went to get their oil for the lamps, when they came back, it was too late, too late. The, the door had already been shut uh, where the bridegroom was. And they cried, Lord, Lord, open to us. But it was shut. It was too late. They couldn't enter in. And then in Luke chapter 13, the Lord said, Strive to enter in at the straight gate. For many, I say unto you, will seek to enter in and shall not be able when once the master of the house has risen up and has shut to the door, and he begin to stand without and to knock at the door, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us, and he shall answer and say unto you, I know ye not whence ye are. Friends, uh, salvation is not always going to be there. Salvation is something that we should uh, seek while the Lord is working in our hearts, while it's offered to us. We should uh, be urgent to get right uh, with the Lord, to uh, take up that invitation. One day, that invitation may well be withdrawn, and then our, 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 uh, we lose our chance, our hope of ever attaining uh, faith and salvation uh, in Christ. Well, friends, 
uh, to close just very briefly verses uh, 17 uh, to uh, 24. And here you see the waters, well, they just kept on uh, increasing and the ark eventually began to float and the waters kept on increasing even further. Up and up it went until the highest hills and the mountains were all uh, covered. In verse 19, the waters prevailed exceedingly upon the earth and all the high hills that were under the whole heaven were covered. A local flood? No, a global flood. The, the waters under the whole heaven uh, were covered. And then verse 20, 15 cubits upward did the waters prevail, that is uh, 22, just over 22 feet above the mountains. Everything was covered. Uh, everything of this earth was covered with the water. And then I'll just read to you verses 21 and to 23. And all the flesh died that moved upon the earth, both of fowl and of cattle and of beasts and of every creeping thing that creep upon the earth. And those words, and every man, all in whose nostrils was the breath of life, of all that was in the dry land, died. And every living substance was destroyed which was upon the face of the ground, both man and cattle, and the creeping things, and the fowl of the heaven, and they were destroyed from the earth, and Noah only remained alive, and they that were with him in the ark. None survived except those who were in the ark. None survived except those uh, who uh, believed the message. And then verse 24, uh, and the waters prevailed upon the earth 150 days. That's inclusive of those initial 40 days. The initial 40 days would be torrential, the rain and the, the, the flooding. But uh, in the next 110 days, it would still continue to come, but not to the same uh, degree. It would still continue to fall. And only later, uh, after those 150 days, as we'll look next week in chapter 8, did they begin uh, to stop. Well, friends, uh, let me just conclude again by reminding us of the urgency, uh, if we haven't done so as yet, to come uh, to Jesus Christ uh, for safety. Come uh, before that door is shut. When will that door be shut? Well, when the Lord returns is when the door is shut. Or when there is no... A chance, as we know, in the second life, this life, when we are on our deathbeds, well, that's the last, that, that's another time when the door will be shut. But finally, for this whole world, when the Lord returns, we don't know, we don't know when that's going to be. All the more urgent to make our calling and our election sure, to make sure that I really am the Lord's and to come to Him if I discover I am not. His arms are open. That message again comes to us, come into the ark, come to the Lord Jesus Christ.